welcome to another gorgeous day on the back porch. We are two old guys on the back porch. I am Steve Scotch. And as always, we have the lovely and talented Kat at C-A-T doing what she does. Kat, what's up? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. Uh, we're going to do our shout out today. And first one, we have a listener in Seattle, Washington, home of grunge. Can't forget grunge, can we? Mm-hmm. And our second listener is Akron, Ohio, the rubber capital of the world, where you get your tires from. Giving y'all a big round of applause. All right, of course, alcohol is encouraged before, during, and after this thing. I made another Manhattan. I don't know. Once I figured out how many dashes of bitters... I got this thing dialed in. What you got, Kat? I have a lovely uh, strawberry mojito. I did a special little strawberry hibiscus uh, soda on top. Mm, that's a tall glass. It's a tall glass. It's a tall order. All right. Sounds sweet like you, babe. Thanks, doll. All right. Before we get into the uh, meat of the matter today, we're going to do a little bit of a I told you so. Oh, It just seems like some of the podcasts we do... And we don't go through the news and look up nothing on Google. We just make stuff out of thin air, as probably you can tell. But anyway, we did one a while back about when bands should call it quits. And out of nowhere came this thing called the Stadium Tour, which I believe kicked off, I don't know when we're going to put this podcast out, so maybe a month ago. Now, the fact that they called it the Stadium Tour to start with, Implying they can fill a stadium. Well, can we come up with a better name? I mean, why don't, you know, like... It's just an echo to their glory days. I mean, I, the problem is they put all these bands together so then they could fill a stadium. No one there on their own could still do that. I just think it's... Why don't you just call it uh, the, the music tour? I mean, somebody could have got a little more creative, but forget the name. All right, so here's the lineup. First, you got Joan Jett, who... We have respect for Joan Jett. Oh, much respect. Now, she probably has to come out there first and do her 45 minutes, and then she pieces out. All right, I don't know what the lineup is. I have no idea, but I would think Poison would be next. Okay. Now, I don't know how much the tickets are for this thing. I wouldn't, if it was in my backyard, I wouldn't look out the window, but Poison, we've dragged their carcasses back out there. And who would go see them? I mean, maybe back in the day, their fans all had, what, the bleach blonde hair? Right. Maybe the bleach seeped into their brain or something. They probably I, I don't, don't have any hair left. So anyway, I don't know if CeCe's out there. Speaking of uh, bleached hair, I, I don't know if they dragged him out there or not. But anyway, Brett Michaels, he's already pieced out, okay? I don't know if he's back. I'm not going to make fun of the man. He has serious medical issues he's got diabetes like a mother Uh and i don't know what else he's got but he i don't know if i think he he got sick before they went out there or whatever and again i don't wish the man no will ill or nothing he's always seemed like he's tried to live a clean life i think because of the diabetes right and you know being in a rock band especially those skeezers 
Um, I can't even believe I can name anybody in the band Poison. That's, I mean, he had... Was they it, were such a blip on the radar, it, Rich, even even for the hair bands, to I mean, me. Uh, Ricky Racket, or right. whatever the guy on the drums who can't even play drums. And that, that's the other thing about some of these bands. I mean, I, I, I love Kiss. I, I'll, I'll say that. Musicians, they're not. Ace Frehley could play his guitar some, but how these guys could be musicians for like 30 and 40 years and still can't play. I mean, it's embarrassing. But anyway, Brett Michaels getting back. He, he had to lay out for some kind of medical issue. Okay. All right. Next up, you got, I don't know who's next. Maybe Motley Crue. Okay. They're on the stadium tour. Motley Crue. Okay. So they get out there. This was the first night. And Tommy Lee pieces out after five songs. Okay. So something his shoulder hurt. So off he trots. You would think he would get a big, you know, people from the Tommy and whatever story the pam and tommy story that was on hulu you think you would get some hey he's still alive Let's i go don't see know him. what you're talking about anyway so tommy lee pieces out this first time i'm just saying we told y'all that when bands need to quit you need to quit and this thing is a train wreck so magically the drummer i don't know what his name is and he's a very good drummer and a very good dude i think he was a drummer for rage against the machine and he, and he backs up uh, Black Sabbath whenever they can prop Ozzy's ass up and shove him back out there for another show. So magically, this guy was... Is that cat going to get a hummingbird? The cat is getting ready to kill another She's bird. She's trying. So the, the drummer, this guy from Rage and Black Sabbath, he was there for some reason. Maybe they had him as a backup. So he came out there and finished the show. Of course, Motley Crue, their songs are so crappy, I could have went out there and played drums and nobody would have knew the difference. All right, next you got Def Leppard, okay? Again, you've heard me say this maybe if you listen to the other podcast about music. Def Leppard, when they came out the gate, loved the band. Loved the first two albums are great. Told you high and dry, one of the best rock albums from beginning to end you'll ever hear. And then they turned into this pour the sugar on me crap started coming out. And actually, they the got... The favorite of many, many a struggle. I didn't know this. Their fans in England turned their back on them. Ooh. Uh, because they have better taste in music across the pond than we do for some reason. And so, of course, Def Leppard didn't care because they wanted to make it in America. So they right. were selling millions of records over here. But anyway, they get out there. Joe Elliott hadn't been able to sing a note in 10 years. They put all these effects well, on his vocals. Well, there was vocals. that bus accident, so... That was the drummer. Oh, sorry. Okay. Woo. I'm just saying. Okay. Now, here's the cherry on top. Here's the cherry on top. Now, this stadium tour. Here's the last band of this lineup of losers, and it was Aerosmith. Yikes. Okay. Now, the reason I say was Aerosmith, because they never even made one show. Now, when people bought these tickets, it said Aerosmith, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett. Well, these cats are piecing out one by one. Because they can't, they can't make, they it, can't the st- make the it to the stadium. <laughs> well, this is what the press release for Steven Tyler. Of course, he was the one why they couldn't drag their old ass out there. And again, any Aerosmith fan, send me an album that you can listen to by Aerosmith from the beginning to the end without gouging your eyes out. 
I, I have never understood why anybody thinks this is one of the greatest rock bands ever. They've got a couple good songs, maybe. But seriously, so this is what, it, what they said. Steven Tyler fell down and had an accident. This Ooh. guy, he has fell down more than any man I've ever seen. It might be all those scarves and gowns he freaking wears. Yeah, he Why looks like a ragged, some, ragged out former stripper. Put some fucking jeans and a t-shirt on, and maybe you can walk across the floor without falling down. So whatever happened to him, he got addicted to the pain medication. Oh, what a freaking lie. Okay, I mean, I was born at night, but not last night. I, come on, that dude's been addicted to anything he could get his greasy paws on his entire life. So they haven't even showed up at all. All right, well, that's enough of that. Just want to let you know, we told you, when your ass is old, get off the tour bus, get your plane off the tarmac, you're done. All right, today's topic is, woo, we're going to take a look at the mundane and tedious task of lawn care. <gasps> Yard oh, work. Oh, boy. I know. It sounds exciting, and that's how I'm going to make it exciting. Watch you this. Can, I can't wait. I'm going to have a sip. I'm all a titter over here. have a sip of my Manhattan before we get going. Mm. I love bourbon. All right. Yard work, if you have to do it, you know, for the most part, it sucks. Okay. You know, but you can take a little pride in it. You know, when you're done, look at the yard, go, damn, that looks good. You know. Now, there's a pattern that I usually follow. In the beginning of the summer, I'm like cutting, weed eating, like everything in sight, doing extra shit, you know, that doesn't even need to be done. But then as the summer progresses out here in the Commonwealth of Virginia, and the nasty heat and humidity show up, then I start doing like the bare minimum. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the riding mower one day, <clears throat> excuse me, then... Maybe weed eat the next day, or maybe even skip the weed eating till the next week. But I mean, if you got a small yard, you know, with a push mower, you know, then hell, you got it licked. If you got a little extra cash, you can pay somebody to do it. That's that's the way. It's to always go. an option for people. Yeah, I I really don't mind the yard work. I, I treat it like a workout. Um, at one time, I was going to create the uh, Steve Scotch yard work workout system. You know, get the wifey to record me out there in the yard. Of course, with my shirt off, so you can see how buff I am. <clears throat> and just going through the uh, going through the weekly routine of keeping this place looking good. What's it look like, wife? It uh, looks gorgeous. Come on now, give it up. Um, you know, you want to keep your place looking good. I mean, we have Bobcats stopping by to admire it today i think the steve scotch workout system i think it could be a money maker but anyway i know i'm getting old wifey knows this because we'll just go riding to the store just riding through a town or whatever and i'm like critiquing everybody's yard am it's i not so sad <laughs> it's sad. not to judge or anything but i am that you're, tool bag. you're, you're <laughs> judging I, I gotta find something to do. All right. So anyway, while I'm judging people and their and their yard work, I, I, I've broken down or lack thereof into, into three <laughs> different categories. All right. The first cat is the anal retentive guy. Okay. He's usually like that old retired dude. He ain't got nothing else to do. Right. Nothing. 
You know, he's the one. He cuts the grass like it gets one half inch high sticking up. He's on that shit. Okay, we got. I gotta get out there and cut the grass, Martha. That shit's getting high out there. A storm comes blowing through. Oh my God! There's a stick and a leaf in the yard, Martha. He's he's out there picking up sticks. That dude. I mean, I don't mind anal retentive guy because at least he keeps his place looking tight, right? Right. And you know, you're headed that way. I'm almost there. I'm almost <laughs> there. okay. Um, look, whatever. I can't wait to be retired and do nothing. You know, don't knock it till you try it. All right, all right. The second category is do as little as I have to guy. All right. He, he's the one, like, he lets the grass grow, like, way too tall, and then he cuts it way too low. And then you got all these piles of dead grass laying all over the yard. And there's not a prayer of that dude raking that shit up. He probably doesn't even own a rake. Um, you know, what was, he, what was that line they used to take the self mulching mower or something? It works. It works. Mm-hmm. Mom's got one. Yeah, that thing's pretty cool. Anyway, do as little as he has to, guy. He's he's not good. the weed eater, the push mower, cutting around the bushes and trees and shit. He's none of that. You can forget that. You know, and after he cuts the grass, it, it still looks like shit. I mean. Everybody has this loser in their neighborhood. You know you're talk- who I'm talking about. You know, the, the grass in the ditch is like three foot tall around the mailbox and the lamp pole. All the weeds are sky high. I really got nothing for uh, do as little as I, as I have to. Guy. I got nothing for him. He's a loser. All right, the last category is, of course, do nothing guy. Okay, he, he does not care. It does not bother him that the place looks like nobody lives there. He's like, keep your nose out of my business. Um, you know, he's the one that parks his car like right up to the door. Right. There's no, there's no, it's going to be no an driveway. emergency exit any minute. He's, he's not, there's no semblance of a driveway or anything. He's just going to park used that to thing have right gravel. there. You know, he's taking as few steps as possible. And, uh, this is the place, do nothing guy, where you could see the riding mower, like just sitting there in the middle of the yard, like like that thing died years ago, and it, it doesn't bother him at all. You know that the weeds and grass are growing around the lawnmower. <laughs> it's just sitting there in his yard. You know, he could at least make an attempt. You know, to clean his shit up, like. It's it's the mower quit and so did he. Okay. It, so it's, what are we uh, expecting? The homeowner association to make a call or no? No, this, he owns his own property. Oh, that's this right. Is, this is his yard, his house. He he doesn't care. Do nothing, guy. Does not care. The the lawnmower died right there, and there, and there's where it's going to stay. I mean, he, he could push it behind the house at least, or hook the truck up to it and drag it back to the shed or something. No, nope, that, that there it sits. That would require effort. Yeah. I, I don't really mind do nothing guy. At least he took a stand. You know, he doesn't care. And, or uh, now we have people, we saw this at our old house, that have said no. Not that we did this. New owners of our old house have made it all rocks and 
shrubbery I, and no problem and patio they don't of, they don't own any grass now a lot of people do that in the backyard right do a little stone well, these people did the front little, yard and the backyard yeah no problem with that hey the less work you got to do the better but you know anyway like i said it doesn't bother me i get out here i've been doing yard work you know my dad put a lawnmower push mower in my hand a rake in my hand when i could walk so i've been doing it my whole life i don't really care but you know, the bottom line, just get outside. You know, get outside. It's better than inside. Take pride in <clears> your home. Exactly. Make your place. I mean, we live at the end of a dead-end road. Not one single soul rides back here. Thank and, God. And sees anything. And we could care less. We just do it for ourselves. All right. <clears throat> We're going to roll right into one tough son of a bitch. Woo. This week, it's Marvin Hagler. That's right. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Born in 1954 from Newark, New Jersey. Undisputed middleweight champ from 1980 to 1987. Hagler had 67 fights, 62 wins, three losses, two draws, and 52 of his 67 wins, I mean, yeah, of his 62 wins were by knockout. Okay? That's 52 knockouts. Wow. Right. Um, he didn't come into the ring to dance, to hold, to do the like jab and run like Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, what's that dude, boxer down here in the beach? Pernell Whitaker, Pernell Whitaker used to dance around the ring, run backwards. He had quite a few steps. Well, that's go away. Was Floyd Mayweather, is he still fighting? I, I can't, those three dudes, I just clumped them together because it's like, I'm going to tap you and then run backwards and tap. Marvin Hagler, when he came into the ring. It was fighting time. It was like, may the best man win, not not the best man who can backpedal. I mean, this guy, you could take that sweet science and stick that up your ass. Hagler had 67 fights, not 67 sweet science boxing matches. He, he was also a southpaw. The lefty dude. Now, here's an epic battle. November 10th, 1983. Marvin Hagler versus Roberto Duran. You talk about two tough son of a bitches. All right. Now, Roberto Duran, he was a hell of a boxer. And he was the first person to go the distance with Hagler. That's how tough his ass was. Um, Hagler barely won that fight in a decision, of course. And, and, And looking at the joke that kind of boxing has become now um shit that fight i'd have cut the belt in half i'd have gave half, half to roberto and half to Hagler. now i mean boxing i mean who's that guy that's a big heavyweight champion guy he's a gypsy dude uh tyson fury yeah tyson fury i mean like it's hard to even know who the heavyweight champion of the world is this shit's not on TV. I mean, it's you gotta, it's all paper, and I'm, I and I am a I'm a Tyson Fury fan. I mean, I right. like the guy. He's he had some issues with drugs, and then did a humongous comeback. Right. I mean, I just don't see boxing on television. Period. I mean, like it, there was I think Fox was trying to do like a Friday oh, yeah, night yeah. fights that or something, and I don't know if that Corona might have knocked Maybe. it out. Maybe I don't know. Anyway. Like I said, the wifey's a big fan of boxing. I, I grew up watching. I, mean, I did too. I mean, we had it on like, what was it? 
Wide World of Sports or Channel 8, Howard Cosell, Muhammad right. Ali. We grew up watching it. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Anyway, Marvin Hagler, he was a bad dude. Only knocked down once in his entire career, and that was disputed. And that makes Marvin Hagler one tough son of a bitch. All right, Kat, okay. what you watching? What you watching? We did Stranger Things, uh, season four, and I like Stranger Things. It, to me, it's like a combination of um, a Stephen King man, movie and a Steven Spielberg movie. It's kind of like put together that way. And anyway, there's some big scenes, but there was one that was really cool. A guy was fighting off the bad guys, playing Master of Puppets by. Metallica. Metallica, and of course, the big Kate Bush song, Running Up That Hill. I loved that album back in, back in my day. Anyway, it was a good watch, the last two episodes. Is that the one Jason's in? Jason. Bateman? No. No. Oh. No. Anyway. All right. It, it was really great. Um, the last two episodes came out last weekend, shut down pretty much shut down Netflix because so many people were trying to watch. So, it's a, and it's nostalgia. You're watching the 80s and you kind of remember how you, you didn't really have a cell phone. Right. Really, how you were able to use the computer was through the phone. It wasn't even a DSL then. So, right. anyway, it's a good watch. It's nostalgia. All right. Usually does a good, good show. We're going to roll right into Cocktail of the Week. This week, it's the Gimlet, which I don't know why, but I remember back in high school, we used to call kids that we didn't like Gimlets. Like, you're a freaking Gimlet. I don't even know where the name came from. Was that something in the East I don't know. We used to call people <laughs> Gimlets. I, we didn't know, but I swear to Anyway, this drink, believe it or not, was invented by British sailors again. The, 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 the the guys on the boats back in the day didn't know how many drinks they were creating. They were just well, trying not I to mean, get scurvy. Right. <laughs> anyway, the sailors, like I said, they needed citrus right, to prevent scurvy because it's like a, it's a deficiency in vitamin C. Well, there's not a lot of, you know, fruits and vegetables there on the boat. So the best way is to drink lime juice. I wish I'd have known that because I got a job inside an office a while back and I got caught scurvy in there. Anyway, um, <laughs> all right, this one's a shaker. All right, so fill your shaker full of ice. Ounce of, uh, no, take that back. Two ounce shot of gin. Half ounce of fresh squeezed lime juice. And a half ounce of Cat's favorite ingredient, simple syrup. Yes, I love a simple okay, syrup. Okay, put the gin, lime juice, simple syrup in the shaker. Shake the shit out of it. Poured it, it poured in a chilled glass, and then, to me, that's a a gin sour, yeah. isn't it? Right. Okay. Anyway, it sounds pretty good. I we didn't make one. Um, cats made something. And the, like the that guy the was the the surgeon, the British surgeon was named Thomas Gimlet. Well, there we go. There's your Gimlet right All there. All right, <laughs> give it a shot. It's very easy. Sounds like a great summertime drink. All right, today we were bumpered in by one of my favorite bands, the Arctic Monkeys. Yes, formed in 2002 from Sheffield, England. Alex Turner, Jamie Cook, Nick O'Malley, and Matt Helders 
the Arctic Monkeys. One of the first bands that kind of blew up on the internet. Right. Um, sort of like the bands that were that kind of broke on MTV. They were just there right. when, the, when the internet really started blowing up and the Arctic Monkeys blew up. And, th and they should. They've got a lot of good songs. Um, I saw them, it's like eight years ago at Old Dominion University, which is a college about an hour and a half from here. They opened up for the Black Keys, which um, it should have been the other way around. But anyway, check out the Arctic Monkeys wherever you get your music. Oh, and right now their last, their latest uh, concert is going to be in Istanbul on August 9th. Go Monkeys. Love them. All right. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we will see you all down the road. See ya.